etc., on any subject that you're looking at. Not often we do a word study in the church, but this time let's do one tonight. What is a word study? It's to know what the word actually means. And then, by the grace of God, hopefully it will internalize in our heart. And that we could practice it or become it, it is up to me if it's going to be. And I got my little iPad, iPod, what do you call it, and look up my Bible dictionary word in there, see if I can find that word excellence. And it says, not found. And I thought, that's not true. I remember in the gospel, in the epistles, the word excellence is used. So I said, there's something wrong with this computer. And I punched it again. I checked the spelling. It's right on. But it was not in that Bible. Then I thought to myself, what a dilemma for people who don't have the right version Bible to read. When some intellectual decided to revise what God as they're ready to stabilize and settle in heaven. And they're on settling on earth. And so I said, this is the wrong version of the Bible. Let me look what it is. It sure wasn't KJV. But when I looked at KJV, I found there are over minimum 46 to be exact. In the concourse, there are 69 references to the word excellence. 69. And yet those books and Bibles out there don't have it. That means it's not going to be preached. It's not going to be taught. So I don't care what version Bible I read. I do care who give me their opinions. I want to know where they're coming from. But the word excellence is well used 69 times in the Bible. Now I like to look at quotes of men that live before I did, and there are some wise men. Jesus says, the children of this world are wiser than his people. Now, it means on earthly things. It doesn't mean heavenly things. It's earthly things. In other words, where you become a victim, they become victorious. Where you cry excuses and manufacture excuses, they find a way. They find a way. When the rain won't fall, they don't sit there and cry, there's no rain, there's a drought. They go up there to the airplane and sprinkle the cloud and get a cloud burst. That's how the world is. Amen. When they fear the flood, they didn't give up and say, well, God's going to come and judge us again. They build a tower. Men of this world will seek out by which invention a way to solve their problem and their crisis. This church is expected to be a manufacturer of excellent people. That's what this church is all about. As I was thinking about tonight to preach, I thought about the thought that I personally expect the days of overflow fast approaching. I expect a superabundance is drawing nigh for this local church. In this booming city. I refuse to let them boom and I don't boom too. I refuse to let them grow and I don't grow too. I refuse to let them have success and I don't have success too. I'm telling you, friend, I'm here to prosper in this land like Isaac did. 
I'm expecting not 100%, but 100 full. And you can't let me believe anything different. I choose to see the invisible. I'm not going to wait for it just tangible. I'm going to claim the intangible while living in the natural. Expect the supernatural. I'm going to believe that my God still is in the overflow business. The young men talked tonight about the fact that God said have patience. The first one read the scriptures of my God. That's what I want to talk about. Do with all your might. I'm going to preach with all my might. Sing with all my might. Pray with all my might. Hope with all my might. Wait with all my might like David did. He danced with all this might. He gave it all this might. And eventually God said, I'll see that, David. And here comes the blessing. Praise God. Amen. I realize by experience that luckiness is a comfort to a fool. That's why they gamble and waste their sweat equity. You keep in that word over and over again. I want to tell you, friend, the most manufactured factored thing in your life and mine, if you're not careful, is an excuse. And nobody's going to buy it. You can manufacture excuse, manufacture it, manufacture it, but it will bring you no benefit and no gain. Here's some wise quotes. If you are content with the best you have done, you will never become the best you can be. I remember when that book first came out, In Search of Excellence and the Job, when I was working as an engineer in the, in the company back here, my boss gave everybody a book except me. He didn't want me to have one because he didn't like Christians. And I thought, my friend, you don't stop my pocketbook. I can go in the cold bookstore and see what it's all about. When I looked through it, I said, oh, no, they don't have the answer. We have the answer. We are more than conquerors. What lack I yet when my God supply all my needs. Not all my greed, but all my needs. And God feed me all my needs. Hallelujah. There's no lack among us, honey. I'm living in the land of Goshen. Amen. I've left Egypt a long time ago. And I'm living in Goshen. Excellence can be achieved if you're ready to risk more than others think is safe. Mm. <coughs> Love more than others think is wise. Dream more than others think is practical. And expect more than others think is possible. I told you, hang around turkey, you ain't going to fly. You may have feathers, but you're not going to go anywhere. Hello, somebody. I'd rather hang around the eagles, because they look up to the hills, and they're going to make it up there. My friend, excellence is never an accident. It is the result of high intention, <coughs> sincere effort, intelligent direction, skillful execution, and the vision to see the obstacles as an opportunity. I like this. They are overcomers. They are not overcome. They overcome things. God called them overcomers. I believe in this church, God has set a standard among us. It's called, it's the level and the progression towards excellence. We go from bad to good. From good to better. From better to best, from best to excellent. I will not be content 
with yesterday's result. When today is a day for growth. I believe in an overflow. I believe in superabundance. All of life's struggle, amen, demands struggle. You know how you beat struggle? Struggle. Tell the person you. You beat struggle with struggle. Those who have everything given to them become lazy. Boys, hear that? Selfish. Insensitive to the real values of life. The very striving and hard work that we so constantly try to avoid, guess what? It's the major building block in the person that we are today if we are an achiever. Amen. Laziness is a deceiver. It makes you think you're going to get something for nothing. It's just not going to happen. God said, I promise you a land... But you got to will go possess it. I'll show you the door, but you got to go through that door. I'm going to tell you how to get fruit, my friend. We got to plant the seed and provide the environment. Infinite striving to be the best is man's call to duty. Roll up those sleeves, gentlemen, and said, "I'm ready." It is hallelujah. Old reward. When you sweat, you will never regret. Reward comes from excellent display. David says, I will not give to God that which cost me nothing. My closet, room, life, prepare me for the stage. Oh, hallelujah. David didn't come great on the scene with Goliath. He was already great in the background. Hello. Everything else is in God's hand. But the rest up to my legs. You want it? Go get it. Kill says, give me that mountain. Joshua says, go get it. It's just worship God. It is all yours. Always remember this. That striving and struggle, amen, precedes success. In only one place. Everybody know where? The dictionary. Only in the dictionary. And it said that the most splendid achievement of all is the constant striving, not to surpass sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so, but to surpass my yesterday performance. Yesterday blessing is not good enough for today's living. I believe... You should be worthy of your own approval. Look at God. And God look at what He did and said, It's good. It's well done. Very good. If you can't say that about what you're doing, honey, then you need to reassess what you're doing. If you're giving your best, nobody can do any different. You've got to know what the ultimate is. And so the difference between triumph and try is um. Hallelujah. Paul said, look, you Corinthians, you want to speak in tongue, you want to do all these great things, wonderful. But he said, look, I'll show you something in verse 12, chapter 14. He says, seek that you may what? Excel to the edifying of the church. 
I knew when I was on the job, every seminar I went to, I knew they were preparing me to preach to my people. I would leave a seminar and come back on Friday and preach what I was taught in the spiritual light. Because all of us came from God. Amen. And I presented, my friend, and I watched my sake went from the from the guttermost to the uppermost. I see possibility where others see problems. Amen. Because God love that man that called Moses, who seen the invisible. Amen. Why dealing with the tangible? And God bless Moses. Hello. Lazy people are living in a dream world. <laughs> Boys, let me tell you about school. School is not a prison. It determines who live on Skid Row and who fly in jets. Those who don't go to school are going to look upon those who went to school in the jet flying over their heads. The difference is how long you sat on those benches at school and how well you listen. I found out that all those morning I woke up and went to, went to school, I was only preparing for the workplace. I realized that home assignment was only preparing me for some jobs that you don't always solve it in the day for eight hours. You had to go home and spend some time. Amen. And prepare just to keep your job. Because you got problems on your plate. You couldn't tell your boss that, hey, I can't solve the problem. Amen. So you see, today's investor in school will to become tomorrow explorer in greater things, in the stock market, in the GIC account. Hello? In the Dow Industrial Average count. Amen. Or you could be on the unemployed statistics. Excellence. It's not an accident. Tell the person beside you, you can be if you want to be. Tell you, you can be if you want to be. All right? We are what we repeatedly do. Paul is telling these people, you can excel. And every time you excel, the church is blessed. Every time you're depressed, the church is weighted down. You know what? We're one blood, one brother, one sister in the Lord. When you rejoice, some folks can't stand other people rejoicing. My friend, again, I say rejoice. And yet I say rejoice. Rejoice always in the Lord. Because when you rejoice, I'm going to rejoice with you. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 1 says, I'm going to be comforted by the comfort that you comfort me with. But I may have what to comfort other people. Hello. I love... Here, people tell me where they came from. But please don't leave me in the skid row. Tell me you were down skid row. But ah, my friend, you're up in the king's palace. I want to hear the end of the story. I want to know where you finally landed. If not, don't tell me your story. I don't want to sit there with you in pity land. Hallelujah. I don't mind Disneyland, but I don't want pity land. Come on, somebody. I like it to say, it's a young, young world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't want that old chronic world full of lumbager and rheumatoid arthritis. Not a one here. I want to hear some kids clicking their heels. Don't look at me like that. It's true. Praise God. Hallelujah. Some folks like to hang around where problems are. I don't like it. 
Don't ever come and try to cheer me up by telling me to accept my problems. Oh, no. Hello. Let me tell you, you'll never find time for anything if you don't make time. Amen. The worst thing you could ever have in your life, you go through trials, and that person come and try to add to your self-pity. It will eat you like an acid. I'm going to tell you, consoler, if you're trying to help somebody and they're bent on dragging you in the mud, honey, run away from them fast. Save your energy and save your breath to cool your soup. But don't let them unfrock your blessings. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't think you can do with a stubborn mule to shoot it. Don't try and get it moving. It ain't going to move. <laughs> Amen. Lack of will is the difference between excellence and average. Oh, we were so told at conference what average was. That was so excellent. Get the tape, my friend. I don't want to be below average or, or, or just, come on, above average. I want to be excellent. Praise God. Amen. And there's no shortcut to excellence. Paul is trying to tell the church in Corinth that God said, when you excel, the church is blessed. Yes, I don't get envious when somebody is getting the heights up. Because I'm going to be blessed too. At least I pay more time. Nothing wrong with that. I'm assuming they pay time, that is. <laughs> Hello. But whether they do or not, I'm still glad for them. Praise God. You see, a person was excellent in what they do, never wish things were easier. They just wish that they were better. Let's worship the Lord. Amen. A person who set goals is never a victim of cause because they understand change is going to come. And they set goals. When God's people don't set goals, anybody can lead them. Ten spies who have no faith, corn about them, about to sink to the ground. But oh, when you got faith, honey, you need Caleb. You need Joshua. You need men that say, why not? Why not me, God? If it's to me, let it be me. And I'm going to give the best I can. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Somebody says, if opportunities not knock at your door, then go get yourself a door. Well, it's not, it's not rocket science. Come on, go get a door. Hello. It can happen. Let's worship God again right now. Praise God. Excellence is to do a common thing in an uncommon way. Praise God. Praise God. Make excellence your habit. Give God the best among the rest that you can stand out for God. God said to Mary, Mary, you are highly favored. And obviously, it made a mistake because she lived up to the expectation that God had for her. It was a high goal. And she lived up to it. Praise God. All right? It says, He that is good 
at making excuses is seldom good for anything else. Do you hear that? He that's good at making excuses is seldom good for anything else. This is one. Take risk and try. Because if you win, you will be happy. If you lose, you will be wise. Some of you are slow, can't catch it in. I can see it. It's slow to get in there. I'll say it one more time. Take risk and try. Because if you win, you will be happy. If you lose, you will be wise. Lord, help them, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord again. Because God is in this house. Now, back to our topic here. Paul says, Excel that you may be, what? Profitable to the saints. Think about it. I've been to churches, you believe it or not, where people can play music and never offer their skill to the session. Went to the whole service. And never played. Amazing. When I said, Pastor, you have no idea. You're sitting on a dead sea right here. The dead sea got full of minerals. It's receptive but gave out nothing. You can become a receiver in the church, but never a giver. And you always will receive God's blessing and God's abundance. And the more you hoard it, the heavier you become. You know, and fruit unpicked always rot in place. Let's worship God. Think about it tonight. God, God says, excellence is what Abel had. And I thought about excellence. Excellence is found where sacrifice is mentioned. You cannot do an excellent work without sacrifice. It is impossible to be excellent. Amen. Praise God. Without sacrifice. We're told in Genesis that Cain's sacrifice was not up to the level of Abel. Abel offered to God a more, not me draw the comparison, God does. Draw the comparison between us all. Amen. God talked about the widow's might that she gave more than them all. God said the 12th hour, 11th hour believer did more than those who worked 11, 12 hours. God is the one who measures excellence because He Himself is excellent. Amen. And He knows what excellence is. You can't fool God giving God less than the best. That's why Annas and Sapphira died. They gave lot less than their best. And they give it as if it was the excellent gift, but it was not. Others were given their excellent, and they were not. And God said, you can't do this with me. You're going to die. Just to give the church a little role model to follow after that. God was developing preaching sermons for us to preach on later on. Sad case, but it happened. Excellence is linked with servitude. It's linked with the offering of Cain and Abel. One more excellent than the other. And God said, Cain, 
The problem is not, there's no favoritism around here. It's, it's a matter of attitude. It says, God said, if you do what's well done, you will hear well done. If you do what's right and pleasing, you will see me smiling and send the Shekinah. Otherwise, Ichabob is everywhere. And so Cain was wrought. But it was not that Abel was better, but Abel was more willing to give a better offering. Amen. In servitude. Excellence is also associated with emotional attitude. What kind of spirit are you working with? Amen. You know, you can give God uh, out of servitude and out of relationship. You can be in a marriage and you serve your husband and your wife you know, out of servitude but not relationship. There's quite a difference between worship and servitude. Amen. And the Bible says that uh, there's an excellent spirit in Joseph. An excellent spirit was in Daniel. And it stood out. They saw that. The spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord. And the king saw that Daniel had a more excellent spirit and made him ruler over the entire palace. Didn't say better talent, just his spirit was right. Excellent spirit. We ain't talking about excellence. You talk about also, amen, competitiveness. But who are you competing with? Paul said to Timothy that your profiting might become visible to all. He said, know them that labor among them. Know those who are excellent among you and honor them. Now, they're on the reviewing stand. They're not in second place and third place. They're on the number one position. They gave their best and they can't give no more. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, church. And God said, look, it's about competition, but not against your neighbor, against yourself. Have I given my best to Jesus? Have I played my best? Have I sang my best? Have I written my best? What I'm doing is it with a, well, you know, like an physical spirit. Can't just take it or leave it, God. That's all. You know, it's my duty. This guy said, no, it's my relationship. You come to church late all the time. Why do you do that? You never did to work one time. Have you been late to work? And yet you're always late in church. Why? You know why? It's your attitude. It doesn't matter. I'm not losing anything. You're wrong. He's always here before you were. Waiting. You kept him waiting. He's not dumb. Amen. You see, he says, if you want your shirt, give me a cloak also. So walk a mile, go two miles. God never talked about people who do what's beautiful. He talked about people who does beautiful beyond. The Bible is about people either beyond or below. Whenever the average person. Think about it. Amen. And so, God said to those that were in the 25th chapter of, of Matthew, Well done! Hallelujah. That means you have done, not just done, but you're well done. And you're not going to sit on the, you know, the stand, second and third place. You're going to be on the top podium. Think about it. Athletes right now will spend all their life, all year, two, three, four years, for one race, church, one race for a carnal crown or just for a thing around their neck. And they know they must be at their best because the world is going to put 
the rest among their best. And nobody won second place. Nobody won third place. Everybody wants to be on the top stand. I've got news for you. Heaven don't have a place for second place. There's no prize for third place. It's all or nothing. Praise God. He said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Excellence, amen, is more than giving average or below average or above average. It's exceedingly. And the man looked at Joseph and said, look, everything done in this prison is Joseph. What an attitude. Here's the guy who could have a bad attitude for being mistreated, injustice, lied upon, cheated, robbed of his dream and vision, and yet he's got the best attitude there ever could find in the prison. That they took note, and they handed him the keys, <laughs> and said, you're in charge. And the Bible said, everything that was done, well done. He was the cause of it. Think about it. You see, the reason why Jesus' blood exceeded that of Abel, Abel did well done. But Jesus exceeded well done. Hallelujah. Abel's blood is crying for revenge. But the blood of Jesus is crying mercy. Exceeding. Mercy. Mercy. You see, well done means it's completed. There's nothing left to be done. I thought about the church in Thessalonica. The Bible said that when Paul got there, he looked around and said, well... There's nothing left for me to do. You've done it all. You have sounded the word. You have copied me so well. And you have become an advertiser of this great truth. That everywhere I've gone, they tell me what you just did. I went there to preach and they told me you've already been there. I went over here to teach and said you've already been there. Everywhere I've gone. They even told me how they got saved, how, how you came among them. I mean, they've done it all. He says, you are my crown of rejoicing. You are my reason for my living. That's the only church in all the epistles that Paul spoke most highly of. That church was a model of excellence. They spread the word. And what's so strange was, that's not how they started. The Bereans were more noble than they were. Much more noble. And the Thessalonians were a bunch of troublemakers. They chased Paul out of Thessalonica. Hello? Causing problems. But somewhere they, they just turn, they turn around. Can you imagine the turning point in your life when you decided, I'm going to be better than I was yesterday? Can you imagine? You said, Lord, today I know I didn't give you the best, but tomorrow it will be a different story. I'm going to dance with all my might. I'm going to give whatever strength I've got. I'm going to go, 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 go. If it kills me, try to undo it. If I perish, I perish. By going all the way. Think about it. Amen. That's how, amen, that church was. And Paul said, man, you are my crown of rejoicing. Oh, he said, you are my star. He said, you are my everything. And Paul was bragging on them. Why? Because of the influence they exuded. And Paul said, you became followers of the church in Judea. Now others are following you. You are a role model. You are an example of, and an example to others to look at and follow you. Isn't that awesome? Abel made it to the podium stand. Daniel, the king says, an excellent spirit. Excellent spirit was in him. Praise God.
Noah, I don't know how he did it, but he was perfect in his generation. All the time, God is comparing us with something else. The Rechabites, God compared them to the church. Think about it. God is comparing you with somebody. Believe it or not. You're walking in the steps of somebody. Amen. Enoch, he pleased God. Noah was perfect. And Daniel was excellent. What are we today? What are we today? Are we excellent? I know our city know we're here, but have we surpassed the ordinary? Are we, you know, the ordinary standard? Well, God says, well, God, here's God's standard. I'll just live there, you know, just, 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 just hover right there. Well, you know what? Someone did that and lost out. They didn't have enough oil. You guys missed what the guy said to us last week. He said to me, the Lord is coming. Now, he's not saving this church. But he said to me, the Lord is coming. That's confirmation of the truth. It's truth. No matter who said it, it's true. He said, now, why? Why do some people waste the oil? Burn it out and then run out of oil. And when he comes, they're not ready. The difference was, the mediocre says, just enough to get by. I will pray just enough to get by. I will study just enough to get by. I will live for God just enough to get by. But what they don't know, my friend, when you break even, you're vulnerable. But when you have more than enough, you'll never run out. You always have a continuous plan. Amen. You see, excellent means surpass the ordinary standard. It means performance that exceeds the rest. It means associated with perfection, wanting nothing, outstanding, beneath, oh, breathtaking. Amen. Flawless. Hallelujah. No spot, no wrinkle, unparalleled achievement. That's the kind of life I want to live. Paul said, I have done it all. I have finished the course. I didn't step halfway, but I made it all the way. And God called them overcomers. He said, come on, enter thou in the joy of my Lord. A mediocre church will not make it, honey. It's going to be a church who press towards the mark of the pride. The word press means I am challenged. I am moving. I'm giving the best I can. I'm like David. I'm leaping over walls. I'm like Joseph. My fruit are going over the wall. I'm going to find a way. I'm going to make a way. There is a cause we're standing for. We're fighting for. We're dying for. We're living for. Can you give your best? Your ultimate best? That's what excellence means. Praise God. You never know. You could leave church today and never make it back tonight or tomorrow. The revelation of the saints before the reviewing stand. The church is the center of excellence. She's got to be without spot or wrinkles. What a high standard we're held to. No blemish. No wrinkles. God owes this church to an unpeachable record performance. God said, we've got to be like Noah. When the world's compared to us, we must not have the same defects. We must be unimpeachable, unrebukable. What is he saying? Excellent. He called them stars. They're not in Hollywood. They're in the church. 
Daniel said they shall shine as stars. You know, stars are, stars will not shine if they're not properly aligned to the moon and the sun. Praise God. And it gives them the reflection light. When Moses was in God's presence, he came down and the glory shone. And the Bible says when you talk to some people, you have to put this thing on. Hello. They couldn't endure it. Sitting in church. You can always share with people your excellent conquest. They just don't like it. They get jealous at the song. Saul have slain his thousand. That's good. But let me sing on some more. But David slew his ten thousand. Well, hallelujah. It's gone beyond average. He went beyond and over the hill. He killed ten thousand. And he got mad. He wasn't happy. Because the song was not in his favor. But God said, why are you mad? You're the king, aren't you? What's your problem? Go kill as many as he did. And you got the song also. Let's praise the Lord. You walk into Edmonton and driving from the south. A sign says City of Champions. City of what? Champions. We are never good enough. Somebody said, and that's true. If you want to be a champion, friend, just a minor second. Just one matter second can beat your record. I'm going to prophesy. There are people that come to this church who are going to outside many of you. Most of you are going to be offended at the fact that they're going to be used of God, even though you've got longer time in church than they've been. And it's not based on longevity of time of service, because the last shall be the first, and the first shall be the last. You see, it's not that we are better than somebody or they're better than we are. It's the fact that God looking for excellence. And God said, you're highly chosen, highly favored. Let's praise God. God is looking for excellence, not for excuses. Excellence. 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 Hallelujah. I remember when I was in Edmonton, migrating to this place here. I said, God, where are the soul? Why are we not winning people? What's wrong, God? We come here and give a tracks every... Uh, Friday, Saturday, and then go back home after Sunday service. God said, well, come on, boy. That's serious. You don't mean business. He said, if you mean it, you move up there. He said, why should I save people? And then when I save them, I said, you're gone. They're gone with the world again. So it's okay. Get up there. So it's okay. Fun. I did. He said, no, you can't sit here and expect me to bring souls in. Get out there and get, get those souls. So we went out there in the rain. And oh, well, look stupid. That's right, anyhow. Hello. We walk up there and knock doors. Every door in town we know there were. Hello. Just every day. Every day. Just to be near here. Amen. We did it every day. Every week. Every week. What's going to happen, God? That's going to take nine months to have a baby. What's wrong with you? You haven't nine months yet. What's wrong with you, boy? And then God saw me a vision. Two girls walked in. They walked by the church like I saw it in the vision. Wow. Woo. But God was going to teach me that it takes excellence. God said, there's a fence that need painting. Paint it. Those trees need cutting. <coughs> Cut it. The snow is there. Get there first and clean the snow up. He told me that. I said, kidding you not. The snow is about as high as this. That's my wife. I carry a coverall on. I wear a coverall. At the church, in my suit on. And a, and a, and a, and a snow thing. 
And by the time I come to church, I did all because I'm the only one going to do it. And just backing off, back. That's how church. Smile. That's how church was. Hallelujah. And God said, "All right, fix that over there. Fix that. Fix this." And God said, "Okay, I see me business. Now let me show you." God said, "If you can't be faithful in little things, why do you expect to go on bigger things?" Hallelujah. God said, "Well." What do you expect? Amen. It didn't bother me to go up to Fort Shep. I mean, I mean, not Fort Shep, but wherever. And sat and bother me to go there. We went. We just drive the car and went there. Go to the plant side and preach there. Just did everything we could. And God said, okay, that's good. Because I learned that God says excellence is, is exemplified in the sacrifice of time. What you invest has a profit to it. And if you don't invest, nothing comes out of it. Nobody knows who I am. All of a sudden, I, I got a call that, you know, I'm going to invite to the White House. My God. What? Me? Yeah. God did that. I'm not lying. Ronald Reagan invited me along with a bunch of other preachers to go. And then, you know, the, the plant manager, he went to the church opening, I mean, the, the opening of the, the centers. But in those days, I'm a little bit coward and shy myself because I'm not used to those things. So all those things I turned down, closed, I closed the door that got opened up. I did. Because I'm what? Immature. Not realizing what God is doing. But God says, Now I know Abraham. You see, Abraham could have offered Ishmael. And God would have just backed on him. But said, I want Isaac. I want that son that you love so much. I want the most excellent thing in your life. I want number one plus. Give me Isaac or forget it. He said, Boy, we're going up there. I don't want Eleazar. I don't want Ishmael. I want your Isaac. Hello? I'm telling you, friend. I go pitch to my wife. It's amazing. It's amazing what God does. It's amazing. You have no idea. I got God want to come here. You know, they think I passed the 5,000. I brag on Jesus all the time. I'm a bragger. But what? It's sacrifice. Like Abel. It's commitment. Like Daniel. It's performance. Like Joseph. I'm telling you, friend, it can happen. I was somewhere in England preaching, and after I finished preaching, the whole world knew I was there. Why? God did it. It's God who promotes. And God will never say well done until you're done well done. It's not politics. It's not voting, friend. It's God who knows the anatomy of excellence. The anatomy of excellence is sacrifice, commitment, performance. Oh, I know there are people today go to one church once a week. So help me God, they're not going to make it in the rapture. I'm telling you right now, they won't make it. You think God is dumb? God said, you that are ready, come with me, honey. And the rest are going to stay right there, coming to have church when we're gone. Hello. Excellent means sweat. Praise God. God told Adam, your bread will come from your sweat. Your tongue will produce what's on your table. Praise God. Amen. <coughs> China is quick in making a lot of stuff, but China's not the original in anything. 
she copyright every, I mean she copy copyright stuff and the thing she makes lasts for a short time and disappears. We want to make something that's durable, that lasting. I'm telling you, church, uh, it may look like we're small, but we're not small. I came in a small church, but I found a small church give you a big opportunity to become great. You can be lost in a big church. You can be forgotten, my friend, and be just a best warmer. But here you can be a performer. Hallelujah. I'd rather be a performer in a small church than a bench warmer in a large church. I'm trying to tell you, honey, God gave me a chance to say, well done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well done. Mean you're the best in the class. You sweat more than the rest. Paul said, are there apostles? Me more. I'm more. Amen. Well done, mean you're a model of distinction. Amen. You didn't settle for the average. Hallelujah. Well done, mean outstanding performance. It means you're committed, driven. You're eaten up with commitment. You are caught in. You ask my wife, were we going to trip for holidays? I'm in the holidays. I read my Bible. I'm coming all stirred up. I'm telling you, I'm stirred up. Amen. Hallelujah. You know why? Because I find a time to talk to God. Amen. Amen. Well done means high quality output. Amen. I'm not going to spin my tires or burn up gas. Honey, my friend, it's a perfectionist for God. I can't give to God that which has flaw. I got to give God the best. Help. I'm telling you, my friend, I the Lord my life. If I'm too sick for chess, I'm too sick for work. If I can't go to church, I mean work late, I'll never go to church late. That's the truth. I'm up in my mind. Some folks dragging their carcass to church. It doesn't matter. Well, I think it does matter. It's the king. You could have Buckman, Buckman Pass. You can't do that. Or the White House. Hello. Some folks laugh at me going to the airline and wait... Those pot won't wait for me, honey. I'm going to wait for them. Hello, I've been waiting for them. They don't wait for me. I hate up to run. <laughs> Catch my seat. Oh, no. I want to sit there. Wait, come on. Are you cutting, boy? Come on, pilot. I'm ready waiting for you. Well done, mean you're ambitious. Ever learning. Ever involving continuing education. I realize I don't know everything about God. i got to keep on learning. Hallelujah. 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 Well done, mean you're a visionary. You're dreaming always. Hey, Amen. I can waste my time at Murray if I want to. I, can, I got a big trail at home. I can drive it anywhere I want to go. I've never driven one time. Hey, Amen. Thanks to my wife. We're going to no place. Let's look at it and dream of places of distant land. And I said, God, that don't mean nothing to me. No, I'm not impressed by it. Well done mean uncommon. Way of thinking. Thinking big. Bold. Innovative. Great. I love when God's people are promoted on their job. I love to hear when they're elevated. I love to hear when they sit in high places. It reminds me and gives me confidence to preach more. Somebody's listening. Somebody's applying. Somebody's coming out of the ditch. I don't mind telling folks. So you're one, no more than I am in this city. 
Nobody knows who Trevor Neal is. I'm unknown. But so you're well known in high places. It doesn't bother me. I'm so glad that you are well known. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It don't bother me one bit. As long as you are, it doesn't matter. You're my crown and my rejoicing. The ledger center of this church is that you make the edge. You cross over that bridge. Oh, I'm in the promised land. Come on, let's worship God. Hallelujah. I know Moses would have loved to go on. But he said, if I couldn't make it, Joshua did. He was glad Joshua made it. And he gave Joshua his honor, hope, desires. Amen. To achieve goals for God. Goals for God. I sat in a meeting and said, Brethren, let me tell you right now, you and I won't be here two years from now, three years from now. Stop talking about ourselves. Let's talk about those who come after us. Amen. There is no success. If there is no successor, you should not be embarrassed if somebody shadow you. If somebody come with a talent like yours, you shouldn't want to get rid of them. You shouldn't want them to leave the church. You shouldn't get intimidated. You should welcome them. It means God have more choices. It means God, hallelujah, can choose from who we will. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's worship Jesus. Let's all stand. Let's all pray. Let's go pray.